Welcome to Battleground. Today is Thursday, March the 4th, and it is the fake inauguration day uh, for all those Q lunatics out there that think that somehow Trump is going to be inaugurated. I even read some shit that people think that Biden is in Hollywood uh, on some set or some crap, and uh, Trump is really president and still in the White House, and who knows what else is going on. I mean, I know we have crackheads and dementia over on the left, but holy crap, we have fucking lunatics on our side, too. So anyways, uh, in order to try and make some sense into this madness, uh, we have the great Jim Dornan, um, DC insider, political extraordinaire, the professor, and uh, the epitome, the epitome of an establishment Republican. I'm not going to call him a rhino because he is not a rhino, but he is definitely a uh, establishment Republican, and uh, hopefully he can make some sense of some of this madness. Uh, he can talk to us about no backbone Mitch, liberal Liz Cheney, and cocaine Mitch, and the rest of the scumbags there. But, you know, we'll see. Hey, uh, Jim, welcome to the show, man. It's always a pleasure. I got a, I got a little jingle to uh, to bring you in, man. Um, you, never let, you never told me which song you wanted, so I took the liberty to uh, choose one for you. So here it is, the great Jim Dornan. There you go. Bring back Ronald Reagan. That's right. Come on, man. Walk it up, man. Walk on stage, Jimmy. <laughs> Just pretend you're at CPAC, man, with all your uh with all the good conservatives around the country. Yeah, I'll, uh, they'll they'll welcome me there, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey Jim, welcome, man. It's always a pleasure to have you. Uh we we took some time off, much needed time off, actually, uh, because of all the madness and lunacy. And I just went through a little bit of, of, of that. Um, hey, by the way, are we meeting at Bull Feathers doing drinks before the uh, inaugural? Absolutely. I know, uh, uh, Mary's on cue. Let's do it, man. It, it, as long as Q's buying, man, I'm there, brother. I'm there. I'm going to I'm gonna drink up on their tab. Um, holy crap. What in the fuck is going on, Jim? You know, Work with me here, brother. That is a great question, my friend. Great question. Uh, I, You know what? I don't understand this for the life of me. I mean, is it COVID that's just kind of grabbed these people's brain and fried it because they're indoors all day? Or, I mean, what the hell is going on? Dude, that's like lunacy. That yeah. That is insanity. I mean, th th you can't even say, look, there is a remote possibility of this actually being true. That is fantasy land. That is... You are high all the time, or you fried your brain, or you're just plain stupid. I mean, how does this happen? I got to tell you, buddy, I've got friends, intelligent friends, college-educated, good jobs, and six-figures friends who are convinced this is a possibility. And I, I have made it my. But mind. I work rounds. I mean, how? That it's believable. That it's believable. I mean, you know, I mean. A lot of Trump's shtick was trying to convince people that he was right about everything. And and he did a very good job of that. You know, he, I mean, he's he he at one time in my in my mind was very believable. Um, but a lot of people just kind of just kept walking and walking and walking and they kept going there and they got there. I mean, I, I can't I don't get it. I've read extensively on conspiracy theorists and yeah. and people in, involved in Q, especially. And I, I don't get it. I mean, I honestly do not understand unless these people's lives are so desolate 
that they're trying to hold on to anything. Well, or, or they're just insane, right? Well, they're just insane. I mean, there's got to be some level of insanity. Uh, I mean, when somebody tells you that pigs are flying, you know, <laughs> pigs don't fly, brother. I mean, you know. That's right. Hey, remember, we talked about this a lot and, and, and almost, you know, kidding around. But we said, you know, that we need more psychiatrists than politics today in America. You know, and, and that's applicable to both sides because I think there's there's just absolute lunatics on both sides. Um, I, I think these Q characters, uh, for the most part, um, are pretty passionate folks. But there are there is a there is a wing in that Q group that is just crazy. That is madhouse insane. I mean, the Democrats are worshiping an altar of socialism. So yep. I mean, that's just as insane. Absolutely. They, I mean, they passed a bill yesterday in the House that defunds the police. Yep. I mean, I can name the, the, we talked about this earlier, I can name the five Democrats that are going to be defeated and the Republicans take over the House because of this insane legislation. They yep. passed a bill that freaking publicly finances political campaigns. <laughs> Who believes that? The Ooh. fraud, brother, the fraud. Come on. Yeah, yeah, there you, you go. Know, there's, there's more fraud coming, bro. There's more fraud coming. That that we know for a fact. Um, try. Thank you. Know, so, so, quick question before we we you know we, we go on here because um, I don't want to make it about Bash and Q. Um, I think I think that's kind of like 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 a joke. Um, you know, I consider that that whole situation what it is as. Uh, you know, bored people, lunacy, and, uh, and 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 part stupidity. Um, but like you were saying on the other side, you know, they, they are truly insane. We saw Biden, you know, who doesn't know where the fuck he is. Um, you know, right. th that situation with dementia is, is, I think, more pronounced now. We talked about it during the campaign. How can somebody who doesn't know who he is half the time, where he is the other half, 90% in a basement win, and, you know, and, and, and there he is. He's president now. And then we see him, you know, uh, saying, I don't know what I'm signing, but, you know, I'll sign it anyways with these EOs or EAs. Well, we, know, we, know right. who's running, we know who's running government. It's yeah, Susan Rice. Yeah. And is, you know, commie band of merry idiots. Um, yeah. that's, that's exactly what it is. And, and I agree with you. I mean, Biden is the first president in 100 years not to have had a press conference in his first 44 days of office. Yep. Yep. Uh, and that means well, anyway, we saw we saw what happened the other day, right? He was giving a speech and he was like, I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm gonna I'm gonna lose track. And he, he didn't even know, you know, members of Congress in his own party that have been there for two thousand years, you know. Well, and then then yesterday, yesterday's press conference when he says, Hey, you know, I think you guys want me to answer questions or whatever, and then they freaking cut it, cut cut the video right off stage. That's just pathetic. It's pathetic. Look, you know, um, there, there, there's a big problem going on there. Um, we, we, we know that. We know that for a fact. Um, that, that, that's you know, that, that's that's nor here nor there. But what, what concerns me is the policies, Jim. And I know you were, uh, you know, um, I don't think you publicly opposed, uh, you know, Trump in the election or, or, or wanted his defeat. Um, I, I don't need you to answer that either way right now. Um, but, but I know you're, you know, you're part of that establishment group that's, that's, you know, that didn't like the way he handled himself and handled the office. And, and, you know, with that said, how do you guys view Biden now? 
I know there's alumni 43. I know there's Lincoln project and those freaking, you know, sexual perverts. Um, and, and then there's a whole bunch of people, you know, like you that, that, that are not part of either group, uh, but are, but are, you know, very establishment, you know, GOP guys, long-term DC insiders have been in every single political race since, you know, since Abraham Lincoln. And, um, you know, how do you guys view this? Cause you can't be happy with what's going on, Jim. And, and I need you, and I need you. And, and I really need you to explain that to Trump supporters like me. And people that, that, that follow the show that sit there and, and and are pissed off, quite frankly, at establishment Republicans, right? And say, you know what? All you guys did was sit there and bash, you know, the president for four years. And now where the hell are you guys beating the crap out of Biden? Because this guy's a fucking clown, right? Well, yeah, first of all, we are beating the crap out of Biden. But I wouldn't have, I didn't vote for Joe Biden. Uh, and yeah, I, I do look at a traditional presidency. And, and Trump was far from that. He had some great policies. I love the judges, love the tax cut. Not a big fan of the way he treated our allies. Not a big fan of the way he cozied up to the worst dictators this uh, this world has, like Putin and Xi and and uh, the little rocket man. Um, and I'm not a fan of the tariffs either. I'm a free trader. Uh, yeah. I think free trade benefits everybody. And and tariffs, quite frankly, he punished our farmers um, to. And I and I get what he was trying to do, but he didn't get it done. In four years to get China to come come along, and they never did, uh, and and they just made it worse for basically our hog farmers and our soybean farmers in Middle America. Um, now a lot of Middle America still supported them, but not enough to to win, obviously. So it's not that I and, and again, I, I just I think that the presidency deserves a little bit more decorum. Uh, I think Ronald Reagan was the greatest president we've ever had. Um, I mean, I, I heard a story the other day that, you know, after Vernon Jordan died, uh, that he got, I guess Vernon Jordan got sick or got shot or something. He was in the hospital and Reagan went over to see him while he was president. And see, that's 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 the world I want to live in. We don't have to hate our enemies. Now, right. I hate I hate our enemies policies. Absolutely. I think I think Biden's a joke. I mean, I posted on Facebook. You probably saw it the other day. Yeah. We've given you two months, Joe, and you haven't done anything you said you were going to do. It's bullshit. Yep. So, I mean, I'm listen, I'm not cheering on Joe Biden by any stretch of imagination. And I think that if Trump handled himself a little bit better, uh, then he wouldn't have lost suburban women. We talked about this ad nauseum prior to the election. Um, I mean, that's our, what cost him the election, by the way. I mean, I, I still I still believe that, you know, what, that cost us the election. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you completely. I, I don't know if I told this story before, but my daughter lives in suburban Philadelphia in Delaware County. In 2018, Republicans had a four to one advantage on uh, essentially the county council. I don't know exactly what it's called. After the 2018 election where we got crushed, we lost 40 seats in the House. uh, That county council was five zero Democrats. So, yeah, I mean, and he he made kind of a half assed attempt with the um, uh, the piss poor policy that Obama uh, tried to institute on, on basically ruining our suburbs by by forcing uh, people into the suburbs that, that didn't want to be there and, and the people there didn't want them there. Um, and, you know, that's not a racist comment. It's a fact of life, um, you know. And so I, I, he he tried, but by the time, and he tried with you know, using the riots in, in Seattle and Portland, and, but it just, he had already done the damage. And that's why I believe, 
He lost in Pennsylvania, yeah. uh, lost in suburban Detroit, and lost in suburban Phoenix. Um, and then you can always add the, the McCain bastion, which probably hurt him a little bit in Arizona as well. But anyway. Yeah, Arizona, man, that was disappointing big time. Uh, but we, 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 we called especially that Senate race. I mean. Yeah. yeah. And what I'm afraid of now, you know, they're talking about Andy Biggs is talking about running for, for Senate down there. And, and that has proven not to be a Trumpy state. And, and he could wind up taking down at least one seat that we, that we're going to have. And that's Arizona too, where, um, the woman down there is, is either going to retire or she's going to get beat. It's the two cent seat. Uh, but but Andy Biggs at the top of the ticket is is not going to be somebody that appeals to suburban Phoenix women and and the elderly elderly. No. Right. No. So anyway, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm I'm babbling right now. But but uh, I mean, I, going back to your original question, Biden's been a disaster. and It's only been a year and a half. Uh, I'm sorry, a month and a half. <laughs> Dude, a year and a half, man. Holy crap. The good news is, is that I see very, very many similarities between what Biden is doing and what Obama did and what we, you know, we, we obviously took back the House in 2010 uh, after disastrous Obama care policy. And I, I see Biden, you know, after saying, oh, yeah, we're going to cooperate. We're going to be in this together. We're going to unite. And he's doing none of the none of the sort right. because he's not in charge. It's his left wing, far left wing staff. So what is, what is the uh, what is what is the truth about Susan Rice and and and, and that clan really running the show? Is that real? I, oh, I believe it is. I think it's probably a cadre of uh, six or eight of them. Um, you know, Obama may be even pulling the strings from from behind the scenes. For all yeah. I know, I mean, the policies are basically mirroring mirroring his. Uh, and and again, I mean, they've been a disaster. I mean. Crisis at the border. You and I are going to touch on that in a little bit. What a disaster that's been. Um, this COVID relief that's, you know, got the freaking Canadian bridge to nowhere, essentially, and a bunch of other garbage that, that doesn't belong in the bill. I mean, 9%, I think, of the money is actually going to COVID-related stuff uh, this year. And they're bailing out uh, all those, um, all those yeah. that, that, that Illinois and those other piss-poorly-run states uh, have, have have crushed because all it is is a bunch of politicians promising money to the unions and then and, and spending the money. And so now they're getting bailed out for their, their terrible policies. And it's just... They, is that bill going to pass, Jim? Uh, well, I, I don't know if you know, they've made a couple of changes. Uh, so you're not getting any money. You're not getting a check uh, if you make above 80 grand. Right. And for couples, I think it's 150 grand. So that's one concession they've made to not only Republicans, but to Joe Manchin and the Kristen Sinema, uh, who's a moderate from Arizona. Um, and all I can say is thank God for Joe Manchin. I mean, he, yeah. he, he's going to be our savior. And I mean, it, frankly, should be Trump, Trump won his state by 40 freaking points. So yeah. he can't go, he can't be towing the Bernie Sanders line by any stretch of the imagination. No. But no. I think I think they'll wind up passing it. I, I saw a poll number right before you and I got on. Uh, 62% supported. Um, I think that once we see what well, people there, don't know what's in it, that's a problem. That, that, that's exactly right. Remember, people, people, people are hurting and they're looking for a check and they're like, pass the damn bill already. You know, I need a check. And that, and well, that's if, you, if you remember the quote unquote stimulus from the Obama years, uh, remember Nancy Pelosi had tattoo removal in it. I think we're going to start seeing a lot more of that stuff. Of course, the bill will already be passed by that point. Um, and, and there are people, I mean, they, you know, we saw a bump up today in unemployment numbers, a lot having to do with what happened in, uh, 
in Texas with the snow. Um, there's been a slight increase, at least over in Europe, and it might be over here too, of COVID cases. Um, so, and then we've got, you know, 108 people down the border that we're letting in for without COVID tests or with, with COVID tests that are positive. So, um, you know. Hey, how do you like their uh, Joe Biden t-shirt though, man? I thought that was, that was kick ass. I mean, some fancy work down there in uh, Central America with all the textile factories that they took away from America and NAFTA. I mean, they're, they're, they're kicking ass down there in apparel. I'm hearing that those were created by um, immigration ad advocacy groups up here. Yep. They're probably printed and, and created down in Central yep. America, but uh, those are American made. Those slogans, uh, I think it's like, let me in, Joe, or something yep. like that. Yep. Ridiculous. Yep. Yeah. Biden let us in. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I mean, it, listen, this, I mean, like I said, this has been a disaster. And, and the good news is, is that I don't see anything, I don't see anything past this COVID bill passing except for maybe an infrastructure bill, but who knows what kind of port they're going to load on that thing. Um, and yeah. it's going to contain earmarks, which yep. have been dead yep. for 11 years. Yeah, it, it, it's absolutely crazy, man. I mean, you look at, uh, you, you look at the policies that they're pushing and, and, and they're radicalized. Um, you're talking about defunding the police. You're talking about, you know, well, you know, uh, the LA times, I think called it strengthening the electoral process, which is really, which is really about freaking weakening it and, 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 and pushing fraud. But, you know, what, what, what gets me is, is, is this, okay. So, so maybe you and, and, and your set of sane, you know, non turncoat establishment Republicans are, are, are coming out there and, and, and are calling this guy's crap. What about, uh, what about our friends, uh, alumni 43? What about, you know, I can't say I have any friends at Lincoln Project. I really can't. But, you know, what, what about what about those? You know, what about them, dude? I mean, did they get, did they get paid off? Did they get offered gigs? Is that what happened? Because they're very silent. I mean, the only see I the only post I see is posts of like soccer games or dog pictures or, you know, sunrises and. And uh, and that's about it, man. I'm I'm just wondering, you know, hey, you know, were you promised a gig at the administration or some consulting gigs or what? What's going on here? There are no Republicans in that administration. I don't know what those guys were hoping they get out. I the the Lincoln guy, Lincoln Project guy specifically made a ton of money. Yeah. Did you see who their donors were? Like Jennifer yeah. Aniston and like yeah. a bunch of Hollywood lefties. Yeah. Uh, they weren't getting Republican money. That's for sure. Yeah. No. Uh, the smart people were people like me, frankly, who just kind of sat on the sidelines. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I didn't start bashing on Trump until the whole election fraud thing, which I right. think is just a fantasy. Um, and he continues to talk about it, which I think every time he does. Well, look, I mean, I think it's, 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 look, um, anytime you have that widespread mail-in ballots, unsolicited ballots, you know, things can happen. Um, is it, it, you know, can you prove it? It's very, very hard to prove. Um, but I think, I think common sense can tell you that it's very unrealistic unre that, you know, this, the zombie, you know, got 82 million votes. Um, but Hey, you know, it, it's, it, you know, why didn't you prepare for that? Why didn't you have a plan in place? Why didn't you work with state legislatures to curb that, you know, it's it's um, you know it's our own fault. It's uh, it, it's the RNC's problem. Uh, the Trump administration didn't do anything for four years to prevent that, and they got caught off guard. So you know, uh, like they say in Spanish, "Ayudar a la playa, 
go to the beach and cry by yourself because, you know, election's over, you lost, so get over it, right? I, I, I hear you. Um, and I think, you know, something has to be done, though, and I think some state legislatures are doing that to make sure that, you know, you have proper ID, you're registered, you know, uh, verification of signatures, uh, ballots have to be requested, et cetera, et cetera. And that's probably the direction things need to go to clean this up. But, you know, but I agree with you. I mean, you know, just kicking it and kicking it and riling everybody up wasn't going to change the result. Um, if the courts wouldn't hear it, you got nothing. So end the story, move on. You know, we got another fight to, to you know, to, to, to get into in 2022. And, and, um, I know yesterday we tried a podcast and we had some technical issues, but you started talking a little bit about that, that, you know, you thought that the message was not the right one to sit there and say, well, 2022 is about a purge and we're going to go after everybody that, that was anti-Trump. You think uh, that, that that's the wrong thing? Um, I don't know. I mean, a lot of Trump supporters say, you know what, Let, let's purge some of these bastards and uh, and bring somebody else in. Um, I'm going to I'm going to lead you here on purpose because as somebody that has been in races all the way from Abraham Lincoln to present, you'll be able to really walk us through the danger of doing that. Right. And I'm going to go straight to the tea party and, 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 and 2010. Right. Well, um, you, yeah, you touched on a number of issues. Let's go to the voting thing real yeah. quick first, before we get into the uh, strategy for 2022. Yep. Uh, first of all, there, sadly, there are, uh, there's election fraud on both sides. Frankly, we've been caught doing bad things too. Um, and it's it's the nature of the beast. 2020 was a very odd year. And yeah, there was definitely some shenanigans, especially in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Not sure it would have changed the, uh, the outcome okay. in, in any of the states that Trump won in 2016 and lost in 2020. Um, but yeah, there has to be a coherent manner in which to deal with it. Now, as you know, I did a primary uh, congressional primary race in Oregon, which has been all mail-in ballot for 10 or 12 years now. The fraud there is minimal. I mean, I was there. I witnessed it. I understand the way it works. It took them a long time to get it right. Um, and there was a lot of bitching on our side. Uh, Washington State did the same thing, and, and uh, we were not happy about it. Now, you know what? They got they got it right. They figured out how to do it. And nobody's questioning uh, integrity of the elections in those two states, even though they're run by Democrats, by the way. Yeah. So that's one. Two. Um, yes, I think that I, I totally agree with you on voter ID. It's that's not a racist thing. If if you give out free IDs, which is what government ought to be doing, give out free IDs to every <laughs> single citizen. And yes, that citizen needs to present that when they vote in person or vote by mail. Total 100% agreement by that. You can't can cash a check, dude, without an ID. So, exactly. no, I mean, if, 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 there, if it's racism and, and you're saying that it affects the poor, if the poor are living off on, on food stamps, how are they cashing welfare checks, et cetera? Or, like, or the, the, um, the little the debit card that, that a lot yeah. of states are now getting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What we can't be seen as trying to do is suppressing the vote because – as an American, every and I mean an American, a, a citizen, uh, they have every right, right to vote. Okay, so sure. we cannot be seen as trying to suppress that. So, having said all that, hopefully these states will give get it right. The, the press is going to bang on them no matter what. You say, think they will, or you think the Democrats are going to are, are going to win that argument because they always win that argument with us? Well, I, actually, I, I no. think no, because I, I think you know because I think we always end up dropping the ball we always end up you know having no backbone 
and we always end up, you know, folding at the end. It, you know, they cause racist, suppressing the vote, all this crap, and we and, and we and we take our foot off the pedal. And I well, think we can't I, afford I, to do I, that I, again. I, you know? To be honest with you, I, I honestly don't because, yeah, I mean, listen, I know the whole thing about Trump losing those um, those counties that are looked at as barometers. You know, that yep. he won in twenty sixteen. I know the. I mean, I know all the arguments, so I get that. And yes, I again. There was probably fraud in a lot of these states. I don't think it would have made a difference in Trump winning or losing. I mean, you know, even if you take Pennsylvania and Arizona out of the mix or Georgia. And, I, and the other thing I, I think I said to you before the election is that Gabe Sterling and I have worked on the Hill together for many, many, many years. And I will tell you, he is as partisan a Republican as anyone. And for Trump to go after him as, you know, being a Biden supporter or, or trying to overturn the Georgia election, they took, you said it earlier, the campaign took their eye off the ball yeah. and they should have seen what Stacey Abrams was doing and should have had the voters out to get it. And then to make it even worse is that Trump basically goes down there and says, they cheated us. You can't trust the election. So nobody showed up for uh, Leffler and Purdue. And and now we're, we're stuck with this ridiculous, you know, Kamala controlling the freaking uh, shit in the Senate. So- Anyway, so that aside, uh, your question was um, 2022. So Tom Emmers, chairman of the NRCC, the congressional arm of the Republican Party, uh, did an interview with Politico yesterday and said, yeah, we're going to take the House, but it is not productive. And as he sent in a, a message to Trump, it is not productive to go after your enemies because many times, like Adam Kinzinger, who's going to win anyway, but uh, there are guys in swing districts who didn't vote the way Trump wanted them to on impeachment. Didn't make any difference, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and and going after him or, or any of those guys for revenge, it's it just stupid. It, it takes our eye off the ball, which should be the Democrats are ruining this country. So I get that you want to exact revenge, and and that's that's fine, but it's no way to run a railroad, to be honest with you. So um, no, I get that. I get that. I I, I think you're right. Um, you know, but but you know, um, <laughs> you know, you think it wouldn't have made a difference. I think a lot of people, seventy four million people, think it would have made a difference because, first of all, it is impossible for this guy to have gotten eighty two million votes. I mean that. Uh, it's just very hard, dude. You look at all the numbers, how Obama won, the 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 the, the amount of uh, of districts, everything, counties, everything that he won compared to Biden. You know, Biden won half, and he and he got you know Jesus, uh, twelve million votes more. I mean, it, it's very significant. There's a, there's a big difference, and and you know? you know, Trump was a great motivator for his voters. He was a great motivator for their voters. Yeah, I mean, I hear that argument too. I don't know. I don't know how credible that is. I mean, was there really that much hate? Maybe it was. Maybe it was. Um, I don't know. But you know, we're gonna find out if we can clean up this uh, mail-in ballot process. And you know, twenty twenty-four is gonna really give us an indicator. Does somebody like a Ron DeSantis or a, or a Pompeo, you know, win? Or does somebody like you know, uh, I don't know, Kamala Harris get reelected, right? So well, I, I think it depends on the damage that's done during the primary. I mean, I look at 2024, and this is a way early yep. prognostication, and that's that they're going to be three lanes. One's going to be the hardcore Trumpers, and, you know, it's going to be Josh Hawley and Pompeo and uh, 
DeSantis. Uh, yeah. yeah, DeSantis will be in there, and uh, they'll probably maybe Ted Cruz. I don't. I think he kind of yeah. screwed himself uh, for his future, but he might he might give it a try. Then you got a middle lane, which you got. I actually put Pence in that middle lane. I yeah. put Nikki Haley, although she's really disappointed me. Uh, you know, going back and forth between yeah. Trump and not Trump. I mean, make up your freaking mind, lady. Uh, and then, uh, and there's some other ones in there, maybe Marco, um, I, I don't know about him anymore, but, and then I you think Marco's gone. I think, Matt, I think Matt Gates is going to destroy him in a primary. So God, I hope not, you know, so, so, you know, <laughs> uh, that, 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 I think that's inevitable. That's going to happen. So unless Marco says he's not running for reelection and announces his campaign very early, uh, for 2024, you, you know, how does he run for president, uh, after getting knocked off in his primary? So yeah, I don't know. Gates, I don't think Gates wins statewide. I just don't think he's. I think he wins the primary in a, in a landslide. I mean, without yeah, a doubt. I, but I don't think he, he may he may do that. I don't think he. I, I don't. I mean, if there's a Democrat worth their salt, and there are a couple of them in the state. Um, yeah, you got to see, and how much you know, how much weight will, uh, will 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 Trump have supporting Gates and DeSantis supporting Gates in in, in Florida and uh, and an off year election too, right? So, well, right, you know, but they've you, also you got like, what ten thousand people moving in there a week these yeah. days, and so we don't know who those voters are. I mean, the- well, if they're Democrats, the only advice I have is. You know, if you move, if you move, if you're moving down there, don't vote like that shithole fucking state that you're coming from. Because we love Florida, we love it red, and we want to keep it red. You know, I'm 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 moving down there too, brother. So you know, what can I tell you? Well, if you see the, I mean, if you've seen the population growth numbers in the Orlando suburbs, it is insane. Dude, everything is booming. You know what? I mean, I personally am a Tampa guy. I hate or a Miami guy. I'm not a big fan of Orlando, uh, but. But I mean, those those are those are a lot of Puerto Ricans, as as we both. Yep. yep. And, uh, and they're they they may be East Coast liberals from New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, whatever. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, Florida was strong, man. Florida, you know that that was a that was a strong margin for Trump winning that state. Oh, it yeah. was, it was. And and to Trump's credit, I mean, the reason I believe, and, and you're from the Miami area, right. uh, is because he made huge inroads with with. Hispanics down there yeah. come from Cuba, Venezuela, and some yeah. of the other um, socialists. Yeah, I think, the, I think the, the vast majority of, of Latin Americans understand where socialism takes you. Um, most of them have fled those countries, so you know they 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 weren't buying the uh, they weren't buying the socialism uh, you know uh, fairy tale. So so that helped Trump big time. But I, I, you, know, you know what? And, and again, Trump's credit was Hispanics on the yeah. uh, Mexican Texas border. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, who are Angelinos, they're not. Yeah, yeah, the whole Rio Grande Valley situation, right? I mean, we saw that and, um, you know. So, yeah, so going back to, uh, you know, your 11th Amendment uh, that you were talking about yesterday and I was giving you shit a little bit about it because, you know, um, it, it only applies when when uh, the establishment doesn't like the person, right? But, uh, you know, it didn't apply. It didn't apply to bashing on Trump for four years. But, hey, Jim, so 2010, right? Tea Party, uh, our our favorite gal. I mean, poster child of Tea Party. Uh, we love her to death. Um, I'm not a witch, you know. Christine O'Donnell. I mean, you know, are we going? Are we going to have a repeat of that crap? Well, I I, I hope not. I mean, because now we got the Q. Now we got the QAnon people, right? I mean, did they replace the uh, the Tea Party folks, or is it two different branches? Is it like? Well, no, I, 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 is it like the Branch Davidian and the uh, you know and the cuckoo somewhere in some you know hill somewhere? I don't know. The, you know, 
the QAnon people, the Tea Party people were were just fed up activists. Yeah. That's that's they were. They weren't crazy. They were not policy hawks, right? What's that? Yeah, they were anti. They were spawned by Obama, just like Trump was spawned by Obama, frankly. But um, they 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 were you know taxed enough already. That's that's exactly what Tea Party stood for. There were some nuts in there. There were there were a couple. You know, frankly, there were a couple white nationalists in there. Yeah, we just yeah. didn't want to. You know, and, and they voted. They got voted down. I mean, I was on the ground. I was in West Virginia after uh, Robert Byrd died and did the Senate race out there against Joe Manchin. And my guy was way over the top. He, he, he opposed the minimum wage period. I mean, a, a, any kind of minimum wage and in a labor state like, like West Virginia, that's just not going to fly. So um, there, there were extremists there. And yeah, that crazy lady from uh, Delaware was one of them, but we, and but you're the great candidate. I mean, you got to love that commercial. I mean, that, that thing, you know, she, I mean, that thing will, that thing will live for infamy, dude, forever, forever. Well, I, I don't know if you saw the woman who was running against, uh, it was either Carper Coons, whoever the Delaware Senator was that was up last cycle, but I got emails from her, not me personally, but you know, they were spam blast emails and she, she was way, way out there. So maybe it's just Delaware that, uh, so, I mean, do you do you see a repeat of that, or do you think uh, we we keep it together a little bit better? So Rick Scott was at CPAC. You know, we yep. declared the Civil War over in the Republican Party. I'm hoping that's not wishful thinking because I, I want it to be over. Yeah, uh, and I think they're going to recruit the best candidates. And Rick Scott is solid, by the way. Yeah, no, I like him. I mean, he's solid. He's not a kook. He 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 might support you know support Trump. Um, but he is a solid guy. He's not a crazy ideologue. He's very pragmatic. He was a great governor. I think he's doing a great job as a senator, and I think he's going to lead the, the the senatorial committee to uh, to, to to some wins. Right? I mean, well, it's it's, it's going to be hard. I mean, we're defending uh, Arizona. We're defend or not defending Arizona. We're, we need to get Arizona back. Uh, we're defending Ohio. It's open seat with Portman retiring. Uh, we're we're. Pennsylvania with Toomey retiring is going to be tough. The LG there is very popular. And then uh, what's the third one? Um, oh, but he can raise some money. He can raise some money. He's, you know, he's pretty effective, I think. So, you know, I think. We, 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 anyway, there's one, there's one other one that, that we're going to have. Uh, well, Georgia for one yeah. against, against the worst. Oh, that's right. That's right. So, uh, you know, Doug Collins will probably run there and, I mean, he could win. He could actually win. Biggs cannot win Arizona. No. But anyway, um, so we've got, I mean, we're going to be on defense. And the map for them is, for the Dems, is a lot better than the map is for us in the Senate. The House, um, since Pelosi's basically kowtowing to AOC and, the, you know, the merry band of socialists over there, um, I, I think they, they almost definitely lose. Five seats is close to nothing. Um, and I think that, if we run a campaign, try to get suburban women back and, and, you know, we're, we're basically, we're running against Biden um, and they're defending Biden. So I think we're yeah. yeah. just there. Stay hey, Biden. Jim, I have, uh, I, I have, uh, uh, we, we have, a, we have another guest joining us, Willie Laura. He's a former executive producer for CNN. Um, he's coming on to talk immigration. Uh, you're welcome to join us. Are you, you want to stay on and talk immigration? Uh, you know what? Right, let me see what time you got there, my friend. It's about a quarter to one. Okay, I've got a one o'clock luncheon, so let me hop off here. But, All right, uh, fantastic. All right, brother, I appreciate you, man. The great Jim Dornan, uh, the professor, the not the rhino, not the rhino, 
but the establishment DC insider. Hey, we'll, uh, we'll see you next week as usual, right, Jim? Absolutely. I'll be here with bells on and get my walk-on music straight. <laughs> you got to send me the clip, man. I always forget, brother. But, you know, I figured I had a tiger, you know, was going to set the right tone for today. You know, uh, you, had to, you had a lot of defending to do. So, hey, you know, <laughs> it, it, was, it was appropriate. Hey, brother, thanks for joining us, man. We'll see you next week. All right, brother. Take care. All right, take care, Jim. And we're joined by the great Willie Laura. Hey, Willie, thanks for joining us. Um, man, so uh, I don't know how much you heard of that, but we always have fun with Jim. He's a good guy. Yeah, Jim's a good guy. I, I, I got a lot of uh, what he said. I, I think he's, you know, he's right. You know, he's, he's doing the, uh, uh, playing the right cards. He knows where things are. And uh, yeah, I mean, look, Jim has been in every single race, uh, you know, you you name it, like uh, kidding around a little bit, you know, uh, I say since Abraham Lincoln, but. You know, but he, he's been in a lot, a lot of races from, you know, uh, local level all the way to presidential. I mean, he was with President Trump when Trump walked down the escalators on Trump Tower. Uh, yeah. He was a senior advisor to Ben Carson. I mean, you name it. Um, this guy's a stud. So um, it's always good to hear, you know, um, you know, real political insights from 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 a true operative. Right. Not, yeah, not where they actually the party actually is. Yeah, and, and you know, and so, somebody that, that's been there, done that, and, and is on the ground, right, and knows how how the chips move, et cetera. But you know, you're with us to talk about, uh, you know, some of the incompetence, incompetencies of, of 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 the zombie in the White House. Um, you know, specifically immigration, because I think you know it's a disaster. But you know, hey, you're 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 the myth, the legend. You can talk about whatever you want, but you know, immigration, um, dude, does he understand? Do you think this imbecile understands that? he is committing, you know, massive, massive chaos and that he is putting hundreds of thousands, if not millions of lives at risk with his open borders policy. Does he understand that? I mean, well, the I, thing I, is to deal with that problem, you first have to realize and acknowledge that there's a crisis and there's a problem. He still doesn't want to do that. Obviously, no. for political reasons, there is a problem. You know, there is a problem because he had to open up another uh, facility uh, in, in the border, a facility that was closed by pre from President Trump because uh, the attacks and not being humane and, and, and all these things. So now yeah. they're doing the same thing. So and, and obviously and not only that, but increasing the amount of people coming through the border. So uh, the fact that you don't acknowledge that you have that problem is a problem. Uh, you know, to begin with, you know, he had an interview with Univision when they asked him directly about that. And he said, like, well, you know, we treating them humanely, you know, uh, uh, we're doing much better than the other guy. But the fact you're using the same facilities, you're using actually the smaller pots now that looks like little, um, uh, you know, cages to put the kids. And, you know, he has to, he doesn't understand. Uh, obviously, he does understand, but he's playing politics with it. Uh, that it, it is a crisis, you know, and, and, and the fact that you act that way and say, OK, you know, you can come in, we're going to let you in. Uh, you know, we're going to actually find your family. Not everybody comes, especially children that come through the border, come because they came with their family. You know, so a lot of them, they're like actually picked up by the coyotes. You know, they rent the kids that try to come, come into the U.S. So do it, doing that process and try to get, get that process going to realize like who is who is very difficult. And for him to say, look, you know, we have already send thousands of kids out to families and we have this process, you know, it, it is dangerous because you're seeing now how more people are starting to come up the border and say, Hey, even with t-shirt, I don't know if you've seen the t-shirt. Yeah, it is poor politics, poor politics of, uh, of the entire thing. Remember the, in the, the past administration, the deal was, okay, we want to do immigration reform, but we need some security at the border. We cannot think that, 
especially in a year when uh, when there's going to be election next year, that some Democrats that are, you know, in Trump states, uh, state that Trump won, uh, are going to vote for an, for an immigration bill that does not provide any security. You know, and that and that's the, the big problem they're having. Actually, today, uh, the, the the House say, no, we're not going to bring the immigration reform bill, one of the three, because we don't have the vote. And you have the majority in the, in the uh, you know, the House, and you don't have the vote. Uh, so that has to be uh, really troublesome, not only for him, but also for Pelosi, that they went out there and say, hey, you know, vote for us. We'll give you green cards. We, you know, we'll, we'll make you a citizen and all that. They, they can't do it because the actual bill or the bills, I think there's three bills there. They don't talk about any kind of security. How are we going to fix the problem right. before we give blanket uh, citizenship to uh, 12 million people that actually even in the U.S. Well, it's not 11 million. That 11 million number was uh, back in NAFTA, I think. Yeah, I think it's like 12 or 13 million. We have to be somewhere around like 25 to 30 million illegals right now. I mean, when you look at some of the numbers a couple of years ago, when we were stopping, detaining about a million people at the border a year, Customs Border Patrol said that um, we detain about 20%. So that means so that means that you know what 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 is what is a million twenty percent of that's five million. So that means another four million are getting through. That's uh that that's a huge number and and sustain that over a decade or more. I mean the numbers. And he can, and he, can he cannot answer just a simple question: How much immigration is enough? Right. Like, ask him directly. Like how much in terms of number can the economy absorb in right. terms of immigration from around the world? Because not only from Central South America, from around the world, he well, doesn't have an answer for that. And here's a problem, Willie. Right, and uh, and and you know, I I get called all kinds of crap when I say this, and and I get the insults and the threats, and who knows. But here's reality with what's going on in Central America and in that, in that in that Northern Triangle. Right, the, the, those countries are extremely poor, extremely extremely poor. Um, they're they're very corrupt. Um, they're, they're 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 run by you know cartels. Uh, Mexico has a big cartel and corruption problem as well, and a lot of poverty. Not not as much as as those three countries, but you know. But but you look at all that, and these people are are trekking from their countries by foot all the way up to the U.S. border. Um, how are they getting that? Who's organizing that? There's a lot of criminal organizations, including yes. cartels, that are organizing and funding that. Um, yeah. Why? Because it's a big distraction to grab ten thousand people and push them on one spot. And then keep on pushing all your drugs through 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 other holes, right? So yeah, and money and money, you know, for the yeah, uh, cartels, you know, the trafficking, the trafficking is always oh, yeah. trafficking for for girls and 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 minors and women. Uh, and something that 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 isn't really touched is the organ harvesting. You know, how many people disappear out of these caravans and are never found again? Why? Uh-huh. Because well, of course, and there's and there's some actual numbers out there. I just don't have them. But I was talking mm-hmm. to some law enforcement friends, and um, and and you know some some of the some of the estimates are are, are staggering. Um, you know, people that disappear and they get killed, and you know, have all their organs taken out for you know wealthy people around the world that can't get you know can't get organs. So it's it's absolutely crazy, and that's what this administration's policies are really doing. They're putting all these people in danger. On top of that, what what are the numbers? 40 percent of everybody that's coming to the border right now has COVID and yeah. catch and release. So they're catching them yeah. and, and releasing them inside the country. Meanwhile, we but can't go anywhere, you know, uh, <laughs> without wearing a mask. You can't, you know, you can't, can't go over to relatives house, can't have a party or you'll be arrested. 
You know, if, if, if you want to go in somewhere, you got to wear a mask or, or they'll throw you in jail. Um, and, and, we're, and we're sitting here letting everybody in with COVID. Um, let me let me give you these numbers so you so the people understand what we're talking about in in, in terms of how do we kill the um, uh, you know the incentive for people coming to the U.S. When you know I'm going to be specific like in Salvador and Honduras, the minimum wage is about 300 bucks a month, right? Yeah. But then they get on families they send money every month about 1,300 dollars a month. That's kind of like the the around the number. So who's going to work in Honduras and El Salvador for $300 when they're getting $1,300 a month? Right. Nobody. So right. there's no incentive. It doesn't matter that you send $450 million in aid, $500 million in aid, because we were saying the corruption, the money never gets to where it needs to go. Right. It never gets invested on, on, on new uh, sources of work and stuff. So people are just saying, no, we're leaving. You know, We're not going to work for $350 or $400 a month when my family is sending me Thirteen hundred bucks a month, and I'm not doing anything. Why should I? You know, why do I need to go to work? No, I go up. You know, I go up north, and that's an easy decision. And that's one of the biggest problems. And, and, that, and, that, and that's the big incentive for these countries, right? Is, exactly. You know, let's send let's send you know the poorest to poor over there because once they get there, they'll send money back. Exactly, right? because uh, a lot there's the a huge chunk of their, their economy, right? Yeah, there's a the huge portion of their economy is what the money that gets sent back uh, by their families. And every, you know, all these countries, Honduras, Nicaragua, Guatemala, yeah, Mexico, Mexico. Mexico yeah, the, the, the remittances in Mexico is like $25 billion a year. Twenty-five. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. Wow. So for those countries, you know, they were concerned about COVID and people not sending money. But, you know, looking at some numbers last week, that it didn't have that much of an impact, COVID and, and, and the amount of money that was going down to this country. So the incentive is there for them to come to the U.S., and you don't need politicians like, you know, to, to, Hey, you know, we, we're going to open out the borders, you know, but come in, we'll give you, you know, we'll, we'll, you get to state and you, you, you know, you get ahead of the line and you'll do all these things and you don't have to go back, you know, we'll protect you basically. So forget about the immigration system, forget about the immigration laws. Uh, you know, we're going to get, you know, the incentive is you can come in. We're not going to send you back. And if you bring kids, it doesn't matter if they're yours or not, you know, we'll let you in. And that's what's going on. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, and, and and kids are back to cages, and uh, your buddies in the media aren't saying anything. So why don't you? Why, no, they're not going to say. It. They're not going to say. Help anything. us! Why don't you help us understand what is going on with the media? I think everybody knows they're bought, they're corrupt, they're it's, it's about money. Ideologically aligned with the left, but yeah. what what a lot of people don't understand, and, and, and I wanted you to touch is is what you just where where you started going is about the money, right? What, what's yes. changed? Well, what changes like before when media was in corporate, you know, the, you know, it was an, a different mentality, a different ethics. So what happened is it became when they be, became public companies and they actually now have shares in New York Stock Exchange and all that, uh, you need to maintain your shareholders value. what it means is that like, you need to make money yeah. and you, you need to spend less money. And it, it translates to not doing investigative reporting, not spending money on creating content because that's what actually what costs money. But it's much easier to put six, seven, eight hours of, um, you know, of an opinion show when you have two people going at each other. You don't, you know, learn anything because it's just basically two people try to spin their, you know, their, their political side. Uh, they pay them a salary. They're usually most of the uh, political contributors are paid. Yeah. And, and you have in your feeling eight hours of your programming. So you're saving a lot of money. And by the way, the political party that you're affiliated with is paying for much of it through thirds, or they negotiate with you to produce town hall meetings, right. blah, 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 
all those things. So is money. You know, I, I remember there's one network that was making about a hundred million, hundred million dollars a year. And uh, it became completely, you know, political. And he now is making $1.2, $1.3 million because, uh, you know, there's a lot of money in politics. So they're like, okay, forget about the, you know, whatever balance we need to to get. You know, we're going, uh, you know, this is what we're doing. This is what we believe. This is the opinion show. And, uh, you know, and I'm going to kind of play uh, in the middle. But, uh, you know, when you have a conservative that go to one of these networks, you have the guest that is against the conservative plus the host against the conservative. So and then they bring the NGO who's also against a conservative exactly. and, and the exactly. academic. The academic is always uh against a conservative. And, and it's not because a conservative cannot make the uh, an argument because they usually make really good arguments. The fact is that you can't go against three people, you know. Yeah, and I, then, you know I, I remember I think I talked to you about it, you know, when I was uh, uh I was a contributor for CNN Español during the uh primaries and the and the general for the 16 election. You know, it, it was me arguing against five people. It was, uh, you know, our, our, our friend, uh, the host, who, you know, who, uh, I'll, I'll leave that one alone. Um, you know, um, then you would have the, uh, the, the, the Democrat, the uh, NGO, the academic, and, uh, you know, they, they, they bring in an uh, anti-Trump Republican. Um, so, you know, it's, it's hilarious how, how they do it, right? Because it's all about optics. It's, uh, oh, yeah. Look, that guy's crazy. See, look, all these people agree. And then yeah. there's a crazy guy. Yeah. Right? And uh, the thing is, like, you know, he's, he's, and he's not difficult to understand why, why is it about money? You know, because you can go after Trump uh, for whatever, there's many reasons you can go after him. But what happened to the other ones? The yeah. same, they can be the same crime, you know, like the same crime. They did this, exactly the same thing, but we didn't cover him the same way. Why? Well, because there was you know, this fight between the the press and the former president. Your well, your he, boy, uh, your boy Cuomo, right up in uh, up in New York. Exactly. So, but it, it, it's crazy. It, you, you know, you think about it and you say, oh, "Okay, so let's talk about the first impeachment." It was a a, a a partisan event that actually now we know that Trump had not only the right, but he was correct to ask the question: "What was this guy doing in Ukraine?" Right. You know. Now we know what that what the the question was legit. And he had problems there. We'll have business there. And his father was the head of a U.S. policy towards Ukraine, the vice president. So it's a legitimate question. But the impeachment for that, they impeached him. And not only that, the media was behind the impeachment. Well, we saw the Time article how they colluded just to get rid of him. It didn't yeah, didn't yeah. matter what they how they I were going to do it. You know, if, if if you haven't read the Time article, you should because yeah. it, 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 it lays it out. I mean, they were they were so proud of what they did that they couldn't keep it to themselves. They just had to go out and tell everybody. No. You know, how the, funny, the, funny, the funny part of it is that they say it was to save democracy. And That's I'm right. like... That's right. <laughs> is that how we call it? I mean, the, the air is just amazing, right? It, um, it, was, it was crazy. You know, I think that we've learned a lot in uh, these past uh, couple of years. You know, Trump was a, an unconventional uh, candidate. He was not a politician. He's a businessman. Uh, he came in, uh, you know, when I read about the whole thing with the taxes and the being released and all that. And I'm like, I, I, I like that, but I would like to see everybody's taxes because the only person that I believe went into the White House and lost a lot of money is Donald Trump. Yeah. And the yeah. other side, all the other leaders of the Demo- Democratic Party, they became millionaire with yeah. $200,000 job. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, Willie. I, I really don't care about anybody's taxes. Uh, you know, uh, fix the rules, right? F- fix the well, tax. You know, hey, listen. Uh, the, you know, the the whole taxing started back with Jimmy Carter. So, yeah. 
it's not a it's not a requirement it's not a it's not a thing no and look you know realistically i think anybody that's in business you know is is gonna you know find a, find a way to pay less taxes um you know, I don't, you look I don't see. I don't see anybody. I don't. I don't see anybody who's raising their hands. Hey, I want to pay more taxes. Yeah, well, liberals want you know everybody to pay more tax except themselves, right? But um, you know, and no, nobody holds them back from writing a check, you know, to, to the IRS no. for money. But they still don't. It's 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 amazing. It's, but it's you know, you have Amazon, you have General Electric, and 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 big companies like that that actually pay zero taxes, and and the media nobody complains about it, but. You know, I, I don't but, think. But that's how the rules. You know, that's the, the do we have a tax law. You know, have your tax accountant that deal with that. You're not doing anything illegal. You know, right. if you if you're playing by the rules and you're doing so, so you get penalized because you have to take the risk of you know getting loans, employing people, right. buying. You know, everything. You know, you're the one taking all the risk. But then you need to get penalized because you're making money. Right. You know, it's just like okay, so why did everybody else? You know, they should be doing the same thing I'm doing. Well, the other thing is, you know. They they, they 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 were saying Trump didn't pay any taxes. He paid zero taxes. Um, you know what? That, that that's not true because he's had to have paid hundreds of millions of dollars in payroll taxes. Exactly. Right? So exactly. So that's not that's not you know. Anyways, we'll, we'll see how they spin that. It'll be another waste of time. Another another. It'll be waste. another. It'll be another document leaked to the New York Times by the yeah. uh, the New York DA to try to create a narrative. Then the narrative will disappear two days after because when you find the entire story, you know that he's fake, and then it'll happen again in a couple of weeks after that. And they will try to keep that narrative because they know because the bottom line, even the bottom line, is they're freaking out about Trump. They're so afraid of Trump. Of twenty, well, he's not president anymore. You know, he's not president he's anymore. So afraid because you know yeah. you don't. You, he, when he was, when was the last, when yeah, was the last time a Democrat pulled seventy-five million voters? Yeah, never. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so they're Obama freaking out because right? they're still trying to figure out how how uh, Biden got eighty-two million. Yeah, nobody and, understands. And base, that. Base, no, 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 nobody knows how that happened. <laughs> Joe Biden doesn't know how that happened. Uh, your friends in the media certainly don't know how that happened. Um, I can tell you. Uh, not not with hundred percent certainty, but I can tell you there was probably a lot of fraud involved in order for that to happen. Um, I'm gonna get his ban now from uh, social media because I just said that there was fraud in the election, you know. But hey, you know, you can only stay quiet so long. There's no way that walking zombie uh got 82 million votes. It's impossible. The guy doesn't know who the hell he is. Um, he's probably hiding in the basement again. Like, people should look at this simple fact. You know, he got so many millions of vote more, but they lost 15 seats in the house. Yeah, I mean, it's impossible. He lost everywhere except in five battleground states. I mean, it's bullshit, dude. Um, it, it that, that that's called organized crime. You know, sure, it's very hard to prove, but that's what it is. It was very well done. Like I was talking to Jim about it earlier, is you know, shame on us on our side. You know, our, our Republicans, you know, fell asleep and they weren't ready. For the scam, they weren't ready for the racket. You and the know, thing is, like, and the thing is, like, not only Trump actually said it a long time ago that this was going to happen, but even yeah. Barr said it that this was going to happen. Yeah. And you know, and then the article, the Time article, confirmed that they were actually doing that many months ago. Yeah. So yeah. It, it is. It, I hope that the lesson was learned for 2024. But you know, still, yeah. It, it, and well, and I know, see this in other shows, like, man. 2022, because you know, if if they take back the House yeah. and, win, and win the Senate. 
um, you know, they can do anything. So, but the thing is, like, and, and I said this in, in other shows, is like the 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 reason why we are where we are, not trusting the system, is because we're not allowed, or the institution did not allow the irregularities to get investigated properly, to look right. into properly. So it left a lot of holes, and people just they just lost trust in the in the system. Period. You know, they lost trust in the system, and that could have been fixed really easy if they wouldn't give them time. Let's say, well, you know, it was too close to um, inauguration. We needed to make a decision. Fine. So appoint a commission, an independent commission that can look into it in the future and come up with, you know, but the, the reason why they do it is because they're afraid that something might come up and then it'll question the 2020 election. And that's what they, they want. They want to make the case of, okay, it's already done. It happened. We won. We're not going to revise it. There's no need. But, you know, then the, there's a need to create or bring back confidence on the system. If it doesn't happen, people are not going to trust the result in 2021. In 2022, yeah. they're not yeah. going to trust the result in 2024. Uh, yeah. and at, point, at some point, it goes to hell, right? Because exactly. you, can, you can't continue to commit fraud over and over and over again and expect the people to, to take it, right? So, yeah. um, you know, this isn't Venezuela. This is America. You know, America fights back. So, I, I you know, I, I don't see that continuing forever. Um, I think Republicans have to, like I was talking to Jim about it, you know, really, really um, take action now, uh, especially in all the state legislatures that that we control and and pass really hard, you know, uh, laws that safeguard the integrity of the elections, especially, you know, the mail-in ballots and absentee ballots, right? They got to yeah. be requested. They got to be, you know, verified, validated. They, you know, people have to have IDs, et cetera, et cetera, and really clean up this mess and, and not be afraid to call, you know, be called a racist. Yeah, even here in the in the UK, here in the UK, they they already submitted some paperwork to right. make sure that everybody has an ID. It's like you can't you can even cash a check without an ID. No, you can't. You can't. You can't even board a plane without an ID. Dude, you can't even buy cigarettes, man. I went to buy cigarettes the other day. I'm I'm, I'm 51 years old and I got carded. Show, show me your ID. Yeah, and I said, oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm 51 to, years old. Are you insane? And they're like, oh, yeah, to do one of the most important things that you can do in your life, which is vote for president and have the united states you, you know you're racist if you if you you know if you ask to get it you got to remember something. if you are a republican you are a racist that that's just that's a narrative in fact right you're a racist a xenophobe is uh yeah. whatever islamophobe uh yeah whatever homophobe bigot who knows like anti-everything you i mean realistically what you want to do is uh you want to mass murder the world get rid of everybody that's not white and uh, and heterosexual and uh, and 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 take over and, and and establish monarchies around the world. That that's that's what Republicans think. That's what the left is saying. Um, we we've seen this insane behavior, right? Yeah. Of this Mister Potato Head bullshit. But, <laughs> what about the the Amazon app on the, on your phone? The yeah. Amazon yeah. app. Now they changed because they said that the little thing looked because, like a Hitler mustache. Okay. My God, you know, Doctor Seuss, uh, Coca Cola. You have to Crazy. be less white. Uh, what is going on, man? I mean, it's just where does this stop? Where does it end? I, I think oh, I, I said I, this I a couple it. of times. It's like, you know, the, we are leaving overtime. The world, as we know it, just ended <laughs> some time ago. This is overtime. We're seeing things that we never we haven't seen before. Hey, really, but you're, we're gonna see worse. You're you're in Europe right now, right? And yeah. um and Europeans have traditionally been more liberal than Americans. Oh and yeah. I think, you know, I I think Europeans right now are freaking are, out. 
Yeah, they're like, what in the hell is going on over there? I mean, it, the American liberals are too liberals for the European liberals. They're freaking no. out. That's uh, why the European Parliament was taking the 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 issue with the uh, social media and censorship. Right. They're like, <laughs> they're like, look, if that's happening in the U.S., you know, it's coming soon to us. We really don't want that. And we used to. How did America? How did America go that liberal that fast? Um, to the point where the Europeans even think we're too liberal now. That we're we're too liberal for Europeans. That's that's insane. Because, because there's, a, there's an agenda really well funded that he actually wants to take the most powerful country country in the world, and you know, and get him into uh, in a progressive agenda, fully yeah. left, uh, very funded, very well funded, and 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 actually having control because all that is about control. And that and the Germans and the European here, they they know exactly uh what that agenda can bring you. And they're like freaking out, like, what well, you know, what's going on in the US? Like, and this is happening within a year. Yeah. You know, in Europe it took like hundreds of years. You know, we've seen the US within a year. How crazy this thing has gone. It's absolute madness, man. Hey, so Spanish language media. I think we got to talk a little bit about that, um, you know, for, for our English-speaking friends um, that, that, that always ask me, how can, how can Hispanics, how can Latinos vote, you know, Democrat? I just don't get it. They're fleeing these freaking countries that are poor. They're overrun by corruption, by socialism. They're coming to America, and then they come here and they vote for Democrats. Ivan. How is that possible? Because you know? yeah, because the Spanish media have done a really good job in telling uh, the their audience that uh, the uh, Republicans are racist, and uh, you need to uh, uh, you know not directly go to, go to uh, go to the Democrats or vote Democrats, but you know the fact that some Latinos believe that the Democratic Party means that they're democracy, and the Republican Party is not democracy. It's one of the biggest issues. Right. I think that you know understanding that. The Democratic Party doesn't mean that doesn't mean that it's democracy. It is a party called the Democratic Party, and right. that's a party called the Republican Party. And we don't do a good it, job, right? I mean, the, the, the no. Republican Party does a terrible job, uh, and and I've been the first one to say this for a long time. Uh, you know, our party, my party, does does a horrible job in communicating effectively. You know what our values are, what we stand for. Yeah. Uh, in, in the past, you know, uh, their their idea of uh, of Hispanic outreach was. You know, coming out with a uh, with, with a marketing slick of why 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 I'm a why I'm a Republican in English and Spanish, and then mm -hmm. a YouTube video that ran for 20 seconds, and uh, th that was it, man. That was it. Uh, you know, and then you know, it was up to the rest of us to go out there in the media and and, and try and articulate it. You know, because uh, th th nobody else was doing it. And, and the thing and is, like the, the media, the, the Spanish media, when it when it comes to politics, number one is immigration. That's all they talk about. Yeah. Immigration, even though for Latino voters in the U.S. is the number eight on their list of priorities, yeah. but for the media is immigration, and immigration the way that is portrayed and the way that is sold uh, to people is that well Republicans are racist, they're anti-immigrants, Democrats are like no they're they welcome immigrants, they're not racist, which we all know that the Cuckoo's Klan actually was, Democrat. you know how how it came about. So, you know, the, but the thing is, like, and they've done a really good job about it. And, and the other problem is that we don't have a Spanish language media that is balanced, uh, that can talk about the issues, that they're not well, telling you how balanced. to think. It's not balanced. We just don't have one, right? Everything, everything we don't have one. We don't have everything, one. Everything leans hard left, right? Exactly. 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 Exactly.
You know, he's like, I don't want to change your mind. I don't want you to think the way that I think. I want you to make your own decisions. I'm giving right. you facts and giving you the story, but I, you know, I don't want. I'm not forcing you to think, you know, one way or the other. And that's what's happening in the in the, in, in those outlets. And he, and he, it's crazy because you you know you try to find, uh, uh, you know, a place in Spanish to like read and you know and watch and and understand what's going on. There's none. There's none. And I'll give you another example. Of how, you know how the Republicans sometimes screwed up as well. In this end, we just had CPAC uh, last week. Yep. Where was the Latino voters uh, panel? You know, yep. where was this leader sitting down on the table and having a conversation about those issues in English yeah. and then in Spanish? Yeah. It was it wasn't there. Right. So you know, those are uh, missed opportunities that the, the Republican Party is missing, and the uh, Democratic parties are taking advantage of. There was no reason why not. You know, when when Trump actually won more Latino votes than the the other election, you know, he won more. He, uh, he got, he got more, more, more more Hispanic vote than he did in sixteen. He exactly. got more Hispanic voters that 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 Romney got, and more exactly. Hispanic voters than John McCain got. So. And, and there was not a couple of speakers, you know, a Spanish leader that, that spoke right. at, uh, at the conference or, or a panel to talk about all these issues. And, 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 he, and he definitely moved the black vote. But, you know, you saw more black vote uh, speakers and, and very little, you know, if any, you know, Hispanic. And, and that's one of the optics that needs yep. to change so that yep. the, the party can, you know, people can look at the party. Uh, it's going to be more difficult to convince voters to say that the, it is a racist party. Right. You know, especially Latino voters. So like if you don't include them in those high-end events where they feel representative, you know, it, it will be the first thing that the uh, Democratic Party and the Hispanic media will pick up and say, look, CPAC just happened. There's no Latinos. There was yeah. not a panel. There's yeah. not a leader there talking. So, you know, they're saying, look, we told you. We told you. And it's, it's you know, and it's not difficult. You know, it's not difficult. You know, we just had a, a like you said, like you were saying, we just had a an election that Trump won more Latino voters than than Romney than the last election. Yeah. It's like it should have been represented there, like no question, no question. If you really want to take over the House next year, if we really want to make a make a bigger dent in twenty twenty four, you need to have that presence. And well, there's I, tons I, of leaders. There's tons. Yeah, of leaders. and and I think if we if we get fifty percent of the Hispanic vote, you know. Oh yeah, we don't lose any elections. Um, yeah, and I yeah. know he's he's been able to move the needle with a black vote as well. Um, if he, he he moves that up, I mean, everybody said, look, if he moves up the Hispanic vote and the black vote, this thing is going to be a massive landslide, and um, and it, it didn't turn out that way uh, because of you know who knows I don't know. Yeah. Was, uh, and the other thing is, like, if you tell me that there's nothing to sell, but there's so much to sell. Yeah. In terms of the low unemployment for Latinos, in terms yeah. of all the uh, the help that the Latino community, the minority community got out of that administration, uh, there's so many things that you can sell when it comes to that the policy, the Republican Party policy towards towards Latino, the former uh, administration policy towards uh, Latinos. Uh, you know, there's so much to sell. You know, to have to not have them there was a big mistake. Yeah, in my end, is a big mistake. It just given. Give them free ammunition to attack. To That's we need, man. We need to get Willie Laura to run the uh, Hispanic outreach uh, for for the RNC. That's what I'm I ready. think. We need a real media guy in there. Um, you know, not 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 somebody trying to look pretty and uh, you know regurgitating uh, talking points. Um, 
it, it's it's you know we we got to win, brother. We got to win, and 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 it's got to be and, real. Yeah, so. and there and there's places that we know that the Latino community, the actual Latino voters communities, are growing. You know, and then say from from North Carolina, from uh, Colorado, in so many different places, because that's the other thing that you don't see because Hispanic media, you only see things in Arizona, in LA, Miami, New York, but there's so many different communities in all these other states that keep growing and growing and growing. They you know, we need to reach out to them. Yep. Yep. Without a doubt, brother. Hey man, I appreciate you as always, man. The great Willie Laura, you are a stud. Um, we need to have you more often, man. I think we got to have it. I think Wednesdays, we got to call like Wednesdays, uh, Wednesdays with the professors, you know, uh, yeah. Jim, Jim and, uh, Jim and Willie, the two professors, man, one yeah. in politics and the other in media. And, uh, and hopefully yep. we can get you both on the panel at the same time. And maybe that would be crazy. I'm uh, here for you, man. Hey, I appreciate it, brother. And I know you have a podcast going on uh, on uh, iHeart and, yeah. and I think on radio as well, right? On, tar on Target with Willie Lord on Saturdays. And uh, he runs back again on Monday. Uh, it's on television. At the end, uh, it's, in, it's in radio in Central Florida, 97.9. And also uh, in, in Central South America. So it's a, it's a great show. It's an, an analysis It's on Spanish, and we talk all you know, we talk about all kinds of issues. And our show for Saturday is going to be uh related to immigration and everything that we just talked about and all the problems that are happening. And you're gonna have a big now, you're gonna have a panel, I think, right? We're gonna have a round a round table, all females also, small nice. women. Yeah, Smart. and uh, and well, you can't and, argue. Uh, with you can't argue with Latin. <laughs> so, no. Beautiful and smart, uh, but right. yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about how you know we were told that you know we're gonna have a immigration reform and first hundred days, Congress. Well, Congress say no, we don't have the votes. Yep. So you know, reality, reality check. I have one. You know, so <laughs> it'll be fun. Anyways, hey Willie, I appreciate you, brother. And uh, guys, don't go anywhere. Um, Tomorrow, we are going to have uh, Robert Arce. I think if, if you've been following the show, you know Law Enforcement Fridays. He's a former retired uh, narcotics officer, been uh, done work with DEA, CIA, stuff overseas in Serbia, uh, in Haiti for human trafficking. I mean, this guy is a stud, and uh, he's coming back uh, tomorrow for Law Enforcement Fridays. It'll be fun, and we'll talk about really – Uh, we're going to hone in on a lot of the criminal activity that's going on at the border in the Northern Triangle in uh, Central America, Mexico, and why those dangers that we really kind of overviewed with Willie today. We're going to deep dive into those. Uh, some of the cartels involved, some of the names, some of the fundings, uh, some statistics and numbers, and um, it, it will sure scale, uh, scare the shit out of you. So make sure you have lunch beforehand or uh, plan on having a late lunch. But it's going to be a lot of fun. Anyways, really, thanks. And we'll see you guys tomorrow on more Battleground. is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>